Welcome to the Madison Miller Podcast. Today is Tuesday, April 4th, 2023. Today we're going to go over last night's national championship game between UConn and San Diego State and then do a little what's to come after that around the sport and speculate and whatnot. NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball from yesterday. Look ahead to everything today. Soccer, um, the portfolio, my third portfolio pick of the new segment that I unleashed last or two weeks ago. News and notes and best bet. We'll start the natty. Um, UConn was just a machine this entire NCAA tournament. San Diego State made a push. But just like Miami, um, did it really matter? UConn wins it 76-59 as they win their fifth national championship in school history. It's their third National championship, or third different coach winning it with the first two being Jim Calhoun and Kevin Ollie, and now Dan Hurley. Um, UConn finishes the year thirty-one and eight. San Diego State finishes thirty-two and seven. Tristan Newton nineteen points, ten boards in the game, and Kashad Johnson had fourteen for San Diego State. Um, and then the MVP. Of the tournament, of course, was Adama Sanogo, who was the best player on this UConn team all year long. He had a 17-10 and 10 in last night's game. Um, but yeah, it's interesting with UConn. Um, they're the most unlikely title winner since UConn in 2014 with Kevin Ollie. But this team was way better than that team. Way better, in my opinion. Way more talented, a better coach. Obviously, a better seed. They were a four seed compared to being a 17 in 2014. And San Diego State, probably the most unlikely team in the title game, maybe since Butler in 2010 and 2011, or... You could even make a case Texas Tech back in 2019. Meaning like most unlikely runner-up, I should say. So, um, San Diego State has a lot to be proud of this year. I think their coach has really built something great with this program. And I'm sure that the coach has gotten... Offers from other schools to become their head coach. But Brian Dutcher really has just stuck around to San Diego State. He's been there since 2017. And um, he's been in the tournament almost every year. The COVID year, he would have made it. They lost in the first round in 1718, 2021, and 2122. 1819 was his worst year there. Um they didn't make the tournament. They were NIT that year. And then this was his best year yet. So this school has to lock him up. I don't think he wants to leave, but I think Brian Dutcher deserves a raise for sure, as does of course, um, Dan Hurley at UConn. So, like I said, great game. 
And then other notable lines for San Diego State, um, Lamont Butler, 13-4-2, and Darion Trammell, 13 points in defeat as well. Congrats to UConn. They deserve it. It became clear that they were going to win the title, I felt, after they killed Gonzaga. Because I personally felt that the winner of that game, the Gonzaga-UConn game, was winning the title. But sometimes it always, it sometimes doesn't work out like that. But this year, it just so happened to work out like that. All right, um, what's next? Um, we're going to start with UConn. Um, I think that they're going to be back next year. Um, Andre Jackson is staying um, at UConn. He says, only way I'm not coming back is if coach tells me to leave. So good for Andre Jackson. Um, we'll see about, um, Newton, and we'll see about Adama Sanogo. But if they're back, they should be the team to beat in the Big East next year. Um, San Diego State, um, depending on, um, what happens with their, um, Lead guys, um, Trammell's a senior. He's going to be gone unless he uh, uses an extra year of eligibility. But Lamont Butler should be back. Matt Bradley's a senior. And the other um, of note player... Um, Trammell is a senior too, so um, they might have a little bit of uh, turnover. San Diego State, but they have been like a next man up kind of program. So um, that conference is actually really good. So I'm not like convinced that San Diego State is going to be as good as they were. This year, UConn, depending on what happens with their big three, Adama Sanogo and Andre Jackson looks like he's staying, and then Tristan Newton, they should be the team to beat in the Big East next year. And we're going to stick in the Big East. Um, Teams that I think will probably bounce back, St. John's because of Patino, um, Georgetown a little bit because of Ed Cooley, and Cooley's already gotten some guys there, and also... Seton Hall could be a sneaky bounce-back team. Year two under Shaheem Holloway. And then teams that are on the downward slide, I think, are Providence because they lost Ed Cooley and potentially um, uh, Marquette because they just had the dream season last year. Um, And it'll do the Mountain West because they're talking about San Diego State. San Diego State, I would not be completely stunned if they didn't win that conference next year. Um, So I could see them taking a step back. We'll see about Utah State. We'll see about Boise. Nevada, we'll see. Those are the other three teams that made the tournament this year. Potential bounce-back teams. um, UNLV. I mean, UNLV hasn't been amazing in a while. Wyoming, you could point to it's a possible bounce-back team after having a, a disastrous year. Same for Colorado State. Um, 
I wonder what's going to happen with New Mexico, who got off to a great start this past season and then faltered at the end of the year. Um, Big 12, um, I think Kansas State could be headed for regression, depending on what happens with Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel. Bounce back team in that conference, probably Oklahoma, if I had to guess. And this is without knowing like who's going to transfer and who's going to come back and such. This is just pure speculation on my end. Um, Big 10, um, I think Wisconsin's a possible bounce back team in that conference. And the team that's going to fall off. Um, I hate to say this because they had a dream year this past, not a dream season like Kansas State did. But Penn State, you would think, is going to take potentially a step back with Micah Shrewsbury headed to uh, Notre Dame. And Mike Rhodes comes over from VCU to become the coach at Penn State, but we don't know um, how that's going to play out in year one. But long term, I think that's an excellent hire because Rhodes did deserve an opportunity to jump from VCU to coach somewhere else. So Penn State would be the logical answer for most likely to take a step back in the Big Ten and in Purdue if Zach Eady leaves which I think he is going to declare for the draft. Um, the ACC, um, North Carolina, you would think, is the ultimate bounce-back team, right? If they uh, bring some of the band back together. It looks like Baycott's coming back. Caleb Love could be a Ewing Theory candidate for next year, and it's say if they, get, they hit with some of these like younger kids coming in. So... By default, you would think North Carolina is a bounce-back team. And even Louisville, from like a win standpoint, they go from, what, four wins to ten wins? I mean, that's improvement but on paper, but it's really not improvement for a program with high standards like Louisville. So I'm not even putting Louisville in the bounce-back conversation unless they make, dare I say, the tournament next year. I mean, even the NIT... I think Louisville fans might not even look at that as a successful season because, like, that fan base is like Kentucky. Like, they're, like, up your butt about everything. Um, Notre Dame's a bounce-back team, obviously, in the ACC next year with um, Shrewsbury replacing Mike Bray. You think they're going to be better. And, then, like, teams that take, are going to take a step back, um, probably Pitt would be a guess who uh, came close to uh, winning the conference. Um, Miami, depending on what happens with Isaiah Wong and Miller, I think could take a step back. Um, I don't think Syracuse is going to be better without Jim Beheim. That would be a fun Ewing theory um, in college basketball next year. Like we talk about Caleb Love. How about... Um, Jim Beheim is a good, good one. That'd be a really good one for a Ewing theory for next year. Um, and then Clemson, they're kind of a we'll see. I'd say they probably take a step back because they had a good year, even though they didn't make the tournament. They had a good year by Clemson standards. Um, the um Pac twelve um. 
Oregon's the logical bounce back team. Dana Altman, you know they're probably going to be better. And then I failed to mention Michigan as a potential bounce back team in the Big Ten, but they're going to lose Hunter Dickinson, so um, that could affect them. But I wouldn't be stunned if that team bounced back. And then they're losing uh, the coaches some, too. Um, so Oregon would be my pick, the most logical pick to bounce back in the Pac-12. And regression, um, potentially USC, depending on what happens with Boogie Ellis and some of their core guys there. That would be like, the, if you had to ask me who takes a step back. UCLA reloads every year, it feels like. Depending on what happens with that team, maybe they take a step back. Same with Arizona. Um, and then the SEC, um, you think Kentucky on paper is going to bounce back? I mean, everyone's saying that that was the Carolina of the SEC this year. From a coverage standpoint of how disappointing they were, yes. But at least Kentucky made the tournament and made the round of 32. I mean, they were... Um, a 9-0 run from Kansas State, like, that doesn't happen there in the Sweet 16 and potentially even the Elite Eight. Maybe they beat Florida Atlantic. Maybe they're in the, maybe they would have won the national championship. Who the hell knows um, the, uh, with how crazy this, this tournament was. Um, if it wasn't for that, maybe Kentucky goes on a run. So um, by their standards, uh, maybe they quote-unquote bounce back. Um, and then the other few that, um, stand out, um, Georgia, do they bounce back? I think the Gators of Florida is a logical bounce back team. Um, regression Alabama because they, Brandon Miller's going to the draft. Um, there wasn't some other guys to the draft too. So you would think Alabama might take a step back. Vandy had a good year despite not making the tournament or, they we should say they had a hot last couple of weeks to get them in a good seating for the NIT. But they still had a decent year, per se, for that school. I mean, Missouri, is that a potential bounce back in the SEC? So, yeah, I think there's more possible bounce back teams in that conference rather than regression teams other than uh, Alabama and maybe even Texas A&M is a regression team, too. And then the American, um, don't forget the American Conference is going to be losing Houston and Cincinnati and I think Memphis too. Um, so the AAC next year is going to look very different. Charlotte's in it, Florida Atlantic's in it. Um, North Texas, Rice. UAB, UTSA with Tulsa, Tulane Temple, South Florida, SMU, Navy for football only, Memphis, East Carolina. So um, that is going to be interesting, that that league. I mean, Florida Atlantic going to the, uh, the American, I think, will still be good. But from a record standpoint, they probably regress. Um UAB and North Texas are going to be good next year. The American in, in basketball next year is going to be good because I think that North Texas and UAB and Florida Atlantic were better than half the American in basketball this past year. They're, 
But in terms of the other teams in that league, possible bounce backs. Um, oh, and even Rice wasn't bad last year. And Charlotte was not terrible either. So the Americans going to be good next year despite losing some uh, big names. Um, so Temple, you would think, might bounce back in college basketball a little bit. SMU, you would think, is going to be better. And then in terms of Big 12 bounce backs, you would think Cincinnati might be better. Although it might take a while. And then the obvious bounce back pick in the American in basketball would be Wichita State. Um, we talked about the Mountain West already. Um, the WCC, um, BYU, you would think would be better. San Francisco, maybe. Santa Clara is probably a regression team. Gonzaga and St. Mary's are always Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Never doubt St. Mary's. And then the eight ten, you would think Dayton's going to be better. Um, VCU's always good. Um, but they might now take a step back with their coach leaving. So Davidson, I think, could be a bounce-back team in that conference. Richmond. George Mason has a new coach, so I don't know about them. But the obvious regression team in that conference is Fordham. I'm sorry. If I had to pick like a regression team in that conference, it's probably Fordham. All right, so there you have it for a fun little uh, college basketball what's next segment. Now we'll move on to the NBA. We will recap the games from yesterday and look ahead. I'm sorry, there were no games yesterday. We'll just look ahead to today's games. Um, 7 o'clock tonight, we have the Raptors and the Hornets. Um, my line's Raptors 16 and 3 quarters, so 226 and 3 quarters. And we have here um, the... Raptors by 14 after all 223 um over Heat Pistons my line is the Heat by 14 total 224 and a 10th and it's 12 and a half and 220 take another over a lot of overs we're usually on unders here um or we usually give out overs or unders my bad uh Cavs Magic my line is the Cavs by 4 and a quarter total 222 and 3 fifths and it's 5 and 221 and a half i was hoping this line would be higher because I think the Magic are kind of live in this game. The Cavs are locked into that four seed, probably playing the Knicks in round one. Still looking ahead of that potential Knicks series. Um, so a slight over. So three overs to kick it off. Um, Bucks Wizards. Mine's Bucks 13, total 228 and 920. It's in his 13 and 230 and a half. Another over. Um, or no, 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 no. Never mind. This one's an under, actually. And I actually like the under here. No Middleton. Um, and I know anybody on the Wizards, really, except for Kuzma. Um, 7.30, Timberwolves, Nets. My line is Brooklyn 5.5, total 228 and 17.20. And we got Minnesota by 2, total 225. What the heck? Why is Minnesota favored? Listen, the Brooklyn Nets are still playing hard for Jock Vaughn. That team kind of has a new life. I know they haven't been playing great lately, but they're home. Um, I, there's still a chance they might catch the Knicks and no Julius Randle right now. I mean, 
Brooklyn is something to play for. Give me the Nets plus the two and uh, plus 108 outright. The big one, 8 o'clock, TNT, Celtics, Sixers. Joel Embiid could lock up the MVP tonight with a monster performance and a Philly win. I have the Sixers by one and a half, total 227 and 1920s, and it's two and a half and 227. Um, I hate to pick the Celtics against the spread here. I hate to. Yours truly has an Embiid MVP at a plus 850 from January. But that does present a nice hedge opportunity in case Embiid doesn't play well or if Jokic plays and just destroys the Rockets or um, Giannis gets back in the race and destroys the Wizards and puts up a 40-20-10. So for the pick here, Um, I'm going to do something fun. Um, I'm going to do, um, hmm. I kind of think this game might go to overtime, so I'm going to just do it for fun. Overtime, 14-1. And this is game of the year potential. And this is obviously a rematch from the game where Jason Tatum infamously hit that game-winning shot on ABC. Only for Joel and B to throw a shot, like, for, for full court. that goes in but doesn't count. That was the game of the year. And the rematch could surpass that. If it lives up to the hype. Um, so that's why I'm going to go overtime at 14 to 1. There's a lot on the line in this game. Um, Hawks, Bulls. Um, I have Bulls by 3, total 231. And it's 3 and 235 under. Nuggets, Rockets. My line is the Nuggets 8 and 3 quarters, total 229. And it's 8 and a half and 230. Um, slide under. Blazers, Grizzlies. My line is the Grizzlies by a whopping 23 total, 229 and 3 fifths, and it's 17 and a half and 228 and a half. I'm laying it with Memphis, even though that's a large number. Kings, Pelicans. My line is the Kings by 6 and 3 and, and 1 quarter, total 233 and the 10th. And it's New Orleans, 3 and a half, total 236. Why on earth is the Pelicans favored? Like, is Sabonis and Fox sitting? And where's Zion? Not playing. That's one of the dumbest freaking lines I've seen all season long. Like, is Fox not playing? Is DeMonta Sabonis not playing? Why on earth is that line like that? The Pelicans are not good. And the Kings are. Give me Sacramento plus three and a half and plus one thirty two outright. Lakers Jazz nine o'clock. My line is the Lakers by five total two thirty four and it's eight and a half and two thirty seven and a half. Um, so I have a three and a half point edge on the under and a three and a half point edge on the Jazz. Um, 
I'm going to go with the under because the Jazz are missing a lot of guys. I mean, taking the Jazz would be interesting because there's a chance Davis doesn't play. So taking the Jazz, getting the 8.5 would be interesting as well. But I'm going to play it safe and take the under. Because the Lakers are just playing playing good basketball, and I just don't want to go against them, even though my numbers say to do so. 10 o'clock, Thunder Warriors. My line's Warriors, 3.5 total, 2, 3, 4, 9 tenths, and it's 8 and 2.42. That's high, but so is the total. I like the under. But there's rumors about Wiggins coming back tonight, but uh, we'll see. I think the under's a safe play. And then Spurs, Suns. My line's Suns, 16.5 total, 2.30 and a fifth. And it's 18 half and 236 and a half under. All right. Um now we'll move on to hockey. Um we'll go over the results from yesterday. And look ahead to the games being played tonight. All righty. Um, Golden Knights over the Wild 4-3 in a shootout. Stars over the Preds 5-1. Kraken over the Coyotes 8-1. Impressive win for the Kraken. A lot of games tonight. 7 o'clock, you have the Senators at the Canes. Um, Canes minus 265. Sens plus 215. Over under 6.5. Overs plus 108. Unders minus 132. Sens plus 1.5 is minus 115. Canes minus 1.5 is minus 104. Um... Tough one. Carolina can clinch the division tonight, I think, with the win. And maybe a Devils lost to Pittsburgh. Um, Ottawa isn't that bad. So I'm going to take them on the puck line, plus one half at minus 115. Sabres, Panthers. Panthers minus 194. Sabres plus 160. Over under 7 half. Overs plus 126. Unders minus 154. Sabres plus one half is minus 140. Panthers minus one half is plus 116. Panthers fighting for their playoff lives. They need the game. I'm going to take them. Um, this is a crazy pick, but I'm going to go over four and a half goals at plus 130. Red Wings, Canadians. Red Wings minus 120, halves even money over under six and a half. Overs minus 108, unders minus 112. Red Wings minus one and a half is plus 188. Canadians plus one half is minus two thirty. I like the under. Penguins Devils from the Rock. Big game for New Jersey. They're minus one fifty six favors. Pens plus one thirty. Over under six and a half. Overs minus one thirty. Unders plus one oh six. Pens plus one half is minus one seventy six. Devils minus one half is plus one forty six. I'm gonna go with over three and a half devil goals at minus one eighteen. Jackets, Leafs. Leafs minus 400. Jackets plus 310. Over under 6.5. Overs minus 144. Unders plus 118. Columbus plus 1.5 is plus 132. Leafs minus 1.5 is minus 160. Toronto's locked into that Tampa series. Um, they don't have much to play for. Um, and um, maybe home ice. But um, I'm going to take Columbus on the puck line. Plus 1.5 and plus 132. ESPN tonight, Golden Knights, Predators. Um, Vegas minus 137, Preds plus 114, over under 6.5, overs plus 114, unders minus 140. Vegas minus 1.5 is plus 180, Nashville plus 1.5 is minus 220. 
I'm going to go over six and a half goals, plus 114. Flyers, Blues. Blues minus 132, Flyers plus 110, over under six and a half, minus 110 each way. Flyers plus one half is minus 15, Blues minus one half is plus 176. Um, I like the over. Blackhawks, Flames at nine. Flames minus 420, Blackhawks plus 320, over under six and a half. Over is even money, under is minus 132. Blackhawks plus one half is plus 132, Flames minus one half is minus 160, over. Kraken Canucks at 10. Kraken minus 11, Vancouver minus 28, over under 6.5, over is minus 130, under is plus 106. Seattle minus 1.5 is plus 198, Vancouver plus 1.5 is minus 245. Why on earth is the Kraken only minus 111? They're way better than Vancouver this year. So I'm going to lay it minus 111. That could be the Vegas nose. That is almost as bad as the uh, the Pelicans line against the uh, the Kings. That's the whack line of the night. Um, Oilers, Kings at 1030. Um, Oilers minus 125, Kings plus 104, over under 6.5, overs minus 118, unders minus 104, Oilers minus 1.5 is plus 188, Kings plus 1.5 is minus 230, rematch of the playoffs last year, um, I like the Kings at home at plus 104 to win outright, and then Avs, Sharks, Avs minus 255, Sharks plus 205, over under 6.5, overs minus 106, unders minus 114, Avs minus 1.5 is minus 102, Sharks plus 1.5 is minus 118, I like the over in that one. As well. Before we move on to baseball, I want to go over where things stand in the standings. We forgot to do this yesterday. We did it for the NBA, but we have to do it for hockey. So, your Atlantic Division 3 2, where things stand right now is Toronto, Tampa. That's locked in as your 3 2. The Metro 3 2 right now is Devils, Rangers. The Devils can clinch home ice potentially with the win over Pittsburgh. Um,. So, Atlantic Division winner Boston, that's your President's Trophy winner, is going to play the second wild card where things stand right now. It looks like it might be Pittsburgh. And then the Islanders would play Carolina. And then the Western Conference Central, um, Dallas and Minnesota are tied for first right now in the division, but Dallas has the tiebreaker right now because of the uh, regulation wins thing. Um. Minnesota, Colorado would be um, the 3 2. LA, Edmonton would be the 3 2 in the Pacific. That's a rematch from last year. Vegas would play the Jets. And then Seattle would play Dallas. And Seattle, that was an important win for them last night. They haven't clinched yet, but they're close. And I want to see if there's any uh, clinching scenarios tonight. Um, it doesn't say. Um, in terms of any, if anybody uh can clinch, we'll find that out as the uh, day goes on. Um, all right, on the baseball, we'll go over. The results from yesterday and look ahead to tonight's slate. Or I should say today's slate because there's day games today. Um, Brewers over the Mets, 10-0. Giants over the White Sox, 12-3. Reds over the Cubs, 7-6. Twins over the Marlins, 11-1. Rays over the Nats, 6-2. Yanks over the Phils, 8-1. Pirates over the Red Sox, 7-6. Royals over the Blue Jays, 9-5. Braves over the Cards, 8-4. 
Orioles over the Rangers to nothing, so best bet lost. Tigers over the Astros, 7-6 and 11. That's a stunner. Angels beat the Mariners, 7-3. Guardians over the A's, 12-11 and 10. So I believe last night produced their first two extra inning games of the year. Um, Padres over the Dimex, 5-4 on a walk-off home run by the second baseman, um, Hassan Kim. And the Dodgers killed the Rockies 13-4. All right, today's games. 4 o'clock, give the D-backs and the Padres, Zach Gallen and Hugh Darvish making his debut. Um, the Padres are minus 146. The D-backs are plus 124 over on their 7. Overs minus 124 and there's plus 102. D-backs plus 1 half is minus 176. Padres minus 1 half is plus 146. For this game, I'm going to go... Over Padre runs. Over four Padre runs in my uh, plus 106. Um, Cubs Reds at 630. Um, Hayden Wisniewski and Luis Sessa both making their season debuts. Um, Cubs minus 130. Reds plus 110 over under 9. Overs minus 120. Unders minus 102. Cubs minus 1 half is plus 122. Reds plus 1 half is minus 146. Um, for this game, I am going to go with... Reds under four runs, plus 102. Twins Marlins. Kenta Maeda making his season debut against Sandy Alcantara. Marlins minus 144. Twins plus 122 over under seven. Overs minus 106. Unders minus 114. Twins plus one half is minus 184. Marlins minus one half is plus 152. Um, I like the under in that game. On TBS tonight, Phillies-Yankees. Domingo Herman against Matt Strom. Yanks minus 158. Phils plus 134 over under 8.5. Overs minus 122. Unders even money. Phils plus 1.5 is minus 154. Yankees minus 1.5 is plus 128. The Phillies aren't going to get start 0-6, right? They're, they just can't. I get it. They don't have Bryce Harper. They don't have Reese Hoskins. They don't have Ranger Suarez. They don't have Andrew Painter. But I just don't see them starting 0-6. I have a feeling they're either going to win today or tomorrow. I just don't know which game. But I don't... (sighs) Plus 134 is their money line. I'm going to go with an easier bet. I'm going to say Phillies total over four runs, plus 102. I don't like Domingo Herman against some of these Philly batters. Um, Rays-Nats. Um, Josh Fleming, Chad Cole, both making their debuts this season. Rays minus 178, Nats plus 150 over under 9, minus 110 each way. Um, Rays minus 1 half and Nats plus 1 half is minus 110 each way as well. Um, that's a high total. And I think that could be a push. I'm going to go Rays over 5 runs, minus 110. Pirates, Red Sox. Ronsi Contreras and Nick Pavetta both making their debuts. Um, Sox minus 148. Pirates plus 126. Over on their 9. Overs minus 104. And there's minus 118. Pittsburgh plus 1 half is minus 162. Red Sox minus 1 half is plus 134. Um, I'm going to go with the over 9. Minus 104. 730 Mets Brewers. Max Scherzer and Wade Miley. And Miley's making his debut. Mets minus 162. Miley plus... And the Brewers plus 136, over under 8, overs minus 118, unders minus 104. 
Mets minus one half is plus one four. Brewers plus one half is minus one twenty four. Max Scherzer in his debut was great outside of that sixth inning against the Marlins last week. So the picks under three and a half Brewers runs at minus one fifteen. Um, Blue Jays Royals. You say Kikuchi and Chris Bubik both making their debuts for the season. Jays minus one seventy two. Royals plus one forty four over under ten. Overs minus one fifteen. Unders minus one oh five. Jays minus one half and Royals plus one half minus one ten each way. I'm going with the over. Um, Braves Cardinals seven forty five. Dylan Dodd and Steven Matz both making their debuts this season. Um, Cards minus one thirty four. Braves plus one sixteen over under ten. Overs minus one eight. Unders minus one twelve. Braves plus one half is minus one sixty two. Cards minus one half is plus one thirty four. I'm just gonna take the Braves straight up plus one sixteen. It's just throwing your hands up and don't know because. That's just weird numbers. Orioles Rangers at eight. Tyler Wells and Andrew Heaney. Heaney making his debut. Um. Rangers minus one thirty four. O's plus one fourteen over under eight and a half. Minus one each way. O's plus one half is minus one eighty four. Rangers minus one half is plus one fifty two. I don't know if I want to go with the O's again. Um. Hmm, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with the over again, but I'm guaranteeing that's not going to be Gus Bet again. Tigers, Astros, Matt Manning, and Framber Valdez Manning making the season debut. Astros minus 90, Tigers plus 235, over under 7.5, minus 110 each way. Tigers plus 1.5, plus 110, Astros minus 1.5 is minus 132. I'm going to go with the under. 940, Angels, Mariners, Jose Suarez, Luis Castillo. Suarez making his debut. Um, Mariners minus one seventy two. Angels plus one forty four. Over under seven. Overs minus one twenty eight. Unders plus one hundred four. Angels plus one half is minus one fifty six. Mariners minus one half is plus one thirty. The Mariners are one and four. That's not the best start. And Robbie Ray's on the injured list. I'm gonna go over over four runs minus one hundred six. Guardians A's. Shane Bieber and J.P. Sears. Sears making his season debut. Um, Guardians minus 200. A's plus 168 over under 6.5. Overs minus 128. Unders plus 104. Guardians minus 1.5 and A's plus 1.5 minus 110. I'm going to take the A's on the on the run line. Plus 1.5 at minus 110. I almost said the puck line. I have hockey in my head. And on ESPN plus tonight at 10 o'clock, the Rockies and the Dodgers. Herman Marquez and Julio Urias. So both pitchers with their second starts of the year. Dodgers minus 270, Rockies plus 220 over under 7.5, overs minus 112, unders minus 108. Rockies plus 1.5 is even money, Dodgers minus 1.5 is minus 120. I love the over in that game. All right, now move on to soccer. Um, We have some results to touch on, and we have some big ones today that we have to uh, get into here. We'll start the Premier League. Um. Everton and Tottenham, 1-1 draw. And then today, uh, four games. 245, Bournemouth and um, Brighton. Um, Brighton minus 180, Bournemouth plus 490, draw plus 330. Um, uh, that's a tough one. I like the draw plus 330. I think that's a value. Leeds and Nottingham Forest. Um, Leeds minus 145, Nottingham plus 420, draw plus 280. Um, 
I'm going to go over two and a half goals, minus 106. Lee Sester and Austin Vila. Lee Sester plus 155. Aston plus 175. Draw plus 230. I'm going with Aston Vila at plus 175. That's a good pick. And then 3 o'clock, Chelsea, Liverpool. That's the big one. Chelsea plus 120. Liverpool plus 220. Draw plus 240. Um, Chelsea, bounce back spot at home, plus 120. All right, um, Spanish La Liga from yesterday, Valencia Rayo, 1-1 draw. Italian Serie A from yesterday, um, Empoli over Lecce, 1-0, and Sassuolo and Torino, 1-1 draw. And then um, we also have... Um, Coppa Italia, semifinals getting underway. Um, first leg, Juventus and Inter Milan at 3 o'clock. Um, Juventus is plus 130. Inter's 2-1, to one, draws 2-1. Um, Juventus is the pick at plus 130. That's just easy. Coppa del Rey, second leg. Semifinals. You have Athletic and Osasuna. Osasuna up 1 0 in aggregate. Athletic minus 10, Osasuna plus 550, draw plus 270. The draw, I believe, clinches it for Osasuna. Um, I'm going to go over 2.5 goals at plus 116. DFP Pokal, the quarterfinals, uh, 12 o'clock at Frankfurt and Union Berlin. Um, Frankfurt minus 105, Union Berlin plus 290, draw plus 210. Um, I'm going to go with the um, Union Berlin at plus 290. I'm going to go with the pretty big upset here. Um, 245, ESPN2, Bayern and Freiburg. Um, Bayern's 8-1 to favorites, Freiburg's 13-1 underdog, draw plus um, 650. Bayern, um, I like the over three and a half goals in minus 108. Um, and then the CONCACAF tonight is back. Tonight, 8 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. You have Atlas at the Philadelphia Union. It's a big one. Um... And this CONCACAF thing really is throwing off some of these soccer teams, especially the Union. And then LAFC on the other side in the West. We'll get to them tomorrow. Um, the Union are favored at home at minus 145. Outlast is plus 350. The draw is plus 260. You could argue Outlast has some value at plus 350. But I feel like the Union have kind of had this on-off switch that I've kind of noticed since even the playoffs last year. When they played in Cincinnati and then uh, NYCFC. And I think they know that this is important. They're home. I'm going to go over two and a half goals at minus 114. And I think Philly wins. So I would parlay Philly in the over. Um, and at 10 o'clock you have Lyon and Violet. This is also on Fox Sports 1. Um, 
Leon's minus 4,500. Violet is a 50 to 1 dog. The draw is 17 to 1. Leon is just so much better than Violet. I'm going to go under 3.5 goals at plus 172. And that's really it for Notable Soccer. All right, the portfolio. Um, so, um, Miami 100 to 1, rest in peace. Um, that went to tank against the uh, dominant UConn team. So, there's a couple of futures that stand out to me. A couple of long shot futures. Um, so, I was looking at NBA awards and uh, conference winners. Um... So, um, there's one I kind of want to make, but it's just a super long shot. I don't know if it's going to happen. The Thunder to make the playoffs to plus 790 is freaking great. And then another one jumped out at me, too. The New Orleans Pelicans, no to the playoffs. At plus 172 is enticing. So I'm going to stay away. So, um, for futures, I'm going to go look at hockey. Um... And um, I'm going to do one that's going to get out of the way sooner rather than later. And I'm looking at the Central Division in hockey. Dallas closes the season... Home Flyers, home Golden Knights, at Red Wings, at Blues, home for the Blues. The Minnesota Wild finish at the Penguins, home for the Blues, at the Blackhawks, host the Jets, at the Preds. And the Avalanche, who are favored, finish at the Sharks, at the Sharks, at the Kings, at the Ducks, home for the Avs, or home for the Oilers on ESPN, home for the Jets, and then at the Preds. So all their schedules are easy. But there's one that has some value. And that's the Minnesota Wild at plus 490, who are currently tied with Dallas for the division. And all five of these games are winnable. So I'm going to take the Minnesota Wild at plus 490, a tenth of a unit on it, to win the Central Division, a small portfolio pick. Nothing crazy. So there you go. All right, news and notes for today. Um, a couple things I want to touch on really quick. Um, we'll start in 
the NBA. Um, Andrew Wiggins is nearing a comeback as he's expected to be back early this week after missing 21 games due to the family matter. Um, we talked about that earlier. The Mavericks want to re-sign Kyrie Irving. Sources say that Irving will test free agency this summer despite being eligible for extension. Whew. That trade's been an utter disaster so far. Um, so, um, that's really, all right, there's one more big, um, NBA story, um, and that is Walker Kessler, the rookie center on the Utah Jazz, done for the year in concussion protocol. That's unfortunate. Great year for the Jazz, despite finishing with a losing record. Way better than everybody expected this year. The rare instance where a successful season with a losing record. Rare. Some college basketball stuff. Um, Oral Roberts star Max Ambas to transfer. So that's a big name in the transfer portal. We'll see who lands him. 12.6 million people tuned into the LSU-Iowa women's championship game. The most viewed women's college basketball game ever. With an average of 9.9 million, uh, million viewers. Almost a million dollars. Oops. But that's great for the women's team. Um, Jim Nance's last hurrah was last night. Very emotional. Um... He, his closing words were, thank you for being my friend, which I thought was touching. Um, we'll still see Jim Nance in college, or not college football, um, in the NFL, as he'll still do games with Tony Romo. He'll still be doing the Masters, and he's just not going to be doing the tournament anymore. He'll be doing the trophy presentations, though, which is kind of cool. So he'll still be involved in March Madness, but not in the way that we're used to as Iron Eagle will take over next year. Um, speaking of college football, CJ Stroud visiting the Texans. So that's interesting. Um, the Ravens offered a deal to Odell Beckham Jr. Despite Lamar Jackson stuff and Jets interest. So here's something cool. Um, the Tennessee Titans are eyeing a trade for the number three pick in the draft. As they want to move up from 11 to 3. Like, are they already giving up on Malik Willis? Like, my goodness. Guess we might have another Josh Rosen situation here. Because I don't see why they're wanting to move up. Um... Giants hosting Deion Jones, the uh, former Pro Bowl linebacker. Um, Dalvin Cook is making excellent progress after shoulder surgery, so that's good. Um, Broncos receiver Tim Patrick cleared to do everything after tearing his ACL. Um, A lot of baseball stuff. Um, Anthony Rendon originally got suspended five games. For altercation with the fan in Oakland, but the suspension was reduced to four games due to settlement between the league and the players' association. Um, Masataki Yoshida hit his first career home run. 
opposite field over to Monster as that fan base went nuts. Carlos Carrasco, clock violation on the first pitch as he starts the game with the 1-0 count before even throwing a pitch. And then they lost 10-0. Liam Hendricks um, says that he is starting his last round of chemo. So that is um, good news. Um, Hopefully he gets through this and we see him back on the field soon. Um, Johnny Cueto left his start early against the Twins. Um, the big, or I'd say big, but like the off-season ad for the Marlins. Um, Yanks option, Johnny Brito back to uh, AAA after strong MLB debut on Sunday. Um, part of me wonders if they did that just to uh, use up an extra roster spot and not waste a roster spot because of uh, their pitching situation. So we'll see about that. I wouldn't overreact to that unless they he got skipped in the rotation. Um, the NWSL coming to the Bay Area as the league's 14th franchise will begin playing the 2024 season. And then Barca says that um, Tabus should... Be um, resigning as Barcelona releases a statement calling for La Liga president Javier Tebas to resign, filing a report in um, La Vanguardia that linked him with providing false information in the um, in that case, the uh, the Graria case. So um, we'll see about that. All right, last but not least, best bet of the day brought to you by FanDuel. Um, I'm going to take the Kings getting the three and a half against the Pelicans. Um, I'm going to lay a quarter unit on it. Um, I'm appalled that that line is that. Um, eat my crow if um, if some of those um, Kings stars don't play. But I... Keep doubting the Sacramento Kings, my friends. Just keep doubting the Kings. I know they've kind of regressed lately, but they're not losing this game to the Pelicans. So that's it for the show today. I'll be back tomorrow recapping everything and looking ahead to everything going on tomorrow, and we'll make our pick for the Masters. Hope you guys have a great day, everyone.